Today's a really exciting episode because, drum roll please, it's the 100th episode! And I've been racking my brain trying to figure out what to do. I want to do something special for the 100th episode. Had no idea what I was going to do. Then something came up that reminded me of going into various music stores. Remember that? Before we had iTunes, before we had iPods and iPhones, we just went to good old-fashioned store and listened to some music. I miss that. Like Virgin Records and different stores where you can put the headphones on and listen to new CDs that came out. And usually they had an area with top 10 albums that week or the top 10 songs of the week. And I used to love going over there, putting the headphones on and listening to every single one of them. So I figured, what the heck, let's do that with this podcast on the 100th episode. So I'm going to share the top three episodes ever from Spark Your Inner Fire. Now, if you want to listen to the entire episodes, you're going to have to go and listen to them. But I picked out some really awesome snippets to give you a taste of the episodes that you, the listener, loved the most. I'm Priscilla Pfeiffer, and welcome to Spark Your Inner Fire, a podcast for artists, performers, and closet creatives. You bring a lighter, and I'll bring the fuel. It's time to spark your inner fire. I'm going to kick off the top three greatest hits with episode 46, Waiting for Inspiration to Strike, and Why That Doesn't Work. There's a lot of negativity in the world, and it could be easy to become defeated by everything pulling you away from the very things that would help get out of your current state and instead in a state of inspiration. So here's a little teaser from episode 46. You're not always given the luxury of going to open up a Ben and Jerry's and watching Netflix, you know? Sometimes you've got to take action anyway. You've got to still work. You've got to still, you know, take your responsibilities regardless of what's going on around you. So I wanted to take this opportunity to show you some things that I do when I'm feeling this way to turn it around and take that action regardless. Now, when it comes to creativity, especially, you know, many creatives wait for inspiration to strike, like I was talking about earlier, but training that creative muscle to take action, even when you're not feeling it actually conditions your mind to be more creative on demand, on command, which is amazing. The problem is, is by seeking out motivation first, you're pretty much putting the cart before the horse because motivation works best when it comes after the action, after the action has already begun. So you do this by taking action, by moving. And one of the biggest things I've learned uh, from Tony Robbins actually is physiology first. So you change the state you're in your body, you get your body moving, get your blood flowing, and then that's going to get your mind going. So my favorite way to do this is if I I need to do something really quickly, I do 10 push-ups, 10, 20 push-ups, just really quick, get my body going. Now, if I've got a couple of minutes, a couple more minutes, then what I do is I turn on my favorite song and I start dancing which if you don't know by now is my favorite way to get my mind engaged and get myself into state. So what I'm gonna do right now is I'm going to actually show you, I want you to listen to the last couple minutes I've been speaking. Uh, I didn't get myself into state first. 
And I want you to see the difference. I, I don't even know if there's going to be a difference, but I imagine there will be. I'm going to pause the recording right now and I'm going to go get myself into state. I'm going to move my body. I'm going to start dancing and I'm going to come back and continue the rest of this episode. Do to do. Well, I'm back now. Uh, I don't know if this sounds different, but you can tell me. I just finished dancing and um, we'll see if my voice sounds different just after three minutes of dancing. You know, it's interesting too, because I was thinking about this as I was dancing for this episode. If you're a dancer, you know that after you do a show, it's extremely difficult to, to go to sleep. You know, we, we have a nighttime show and then we go home and we're, we're wired, right? We're flipping wired. And if you're a dancer, you also know that you don't always feel like dancing, but it's part of the job, right? You, you come in, you know what you got to do. It doesn't matter how you're feeling. You got to do the show, just like any job. You got to do your job, right? And with dancers, you know, you've got to expel so much energy. You've got to like artificially create it, right? And oftentimes dancers have, you know, kind of, you, you may call it rituals, you may call it just kind of things that get your body engaged to get yourself going, to get into that like dance mode. And sometimes they're unconscious, but they're definitely things that trigger our minds to take the action, to start going, right? You even see like baseball players and stuff like that. They've got like little things like, I don't know, pulling on their left earlobe or different things that tell their body it's time to go, right? So we do this without even realizing it, yet oftentimes we don't take it advantage, full advantage of this artificial way of producing energy in our body. And even if you're not a dancer, you can take this playbook that we don't even realize we're using half the time to artificially create it. I hope you enjoy that little teaser of episode 46. Next up, we've got episode 57, Let's Be Kind, The Ripple Effect of Impact. The part I'm going to play, I had just finished explaining sort of a synopsis on a Batman movie. I know, random, but it applied to the ripple effect of kindness, and I illustrated it through explaining what happened in the movie. So if you're a movie buff, you'll definitely appreciate it. Oh, and... I do a pretty epic Batman impression that you're not going to want to miss. <laughs> so fast forward in the movie and his parents and him went to see an opera or a play and there was a scene where the characters were dressed like bats and they were hanging upside down and you can see little Bruce Wayne just really terrified and he's getting more and more scared and he starts having flashbacks of when the bats attacked him. So he asks his dad if they can go and they leave the theater and as they were walking to the car, a burglar tried to steal their money and jewelry and ended up shooting the mother and the father. And little Bruce saw everything. Tragic. Freaking tragic. Like you can't watch the scene without crying. And the father's last words to Bruce was, it's okay, Bruce. Don't be afraid. Huh? <sighs> I can't watch that scene without crying. So little Bruce is at the police station at this point, And the commissioner, Gordon, says, is that your father's jacket? And Commissioner Gordon looks at him with compassion. So Gordon gets Bruce's father's jacket and he puts it over Bruce's shoulders and he says, it's okay, it's okay. Now to an outsider and maybe even to Commissioner Gordon, that small task, that small act of kindness and compassion, just by putting the jacket on his shoulders and saying it's okay, is probably something he didn't think mattered. It probably didn't make a difference, he would probably assume. But we later learn 
that it impacted Bruce more than he could have imagined. And this is how we know, because at the end of the movie, Batman is about to save Gotham, and he's going to carry a bomb over the bay and save the city. And before he leaves, he reveals himself as Batman to Gordon. And we know that Batman's likely going to die while saving the city. And Gordon says, I never cared who you were, but shouldn't people know the hero that saved them? And Batman, I'm going to do my best Batman impression. It's going to be terrible. He said, a hero can be anyone. Even man doing something as simple and reassuring as putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know that the world hadn't ended. Oh, just putting the jacket on Batman's shoulders shaped him. That small act of kindness showed him the world hadn't ended, and there's hope. You see, no matter how insignificant of a gesture, kind gesture, compassion, a helping ear, a smile, you don't know the impact that it will create. You don't know the impact such a small gesture will have on that person. And you may never know what kindness that that person will then pass on because of your seemingly insignificant gesture. I was listening to Trent Shelton speak and he said something that stuck out to me so clearly. You'll never be able to measure impact. Let me say that again. You'll never be able to measure impact. It put chills down my spine. Put it on a post-it note so it's on my computer screen now. Because personally, I get discouraged because I want to help people. And when I don't feel like I'm doing enough, I just get more and more discouraged and wonder if I should be doing what I'm doing. But if I look at it from that point of view of what I'm doing, then I'm making it about myself. But if I switch it around to who am I helping, that is the impact that can't be measured. And I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, it's not about me. I'll never be able to measure my impact and that's okay. Who knows, if I'm curious enough, maybe I'll ask God when I meet him someday. You can measure growth in performance, improvements on a skill, or raise in salary, but you'll never be able to measure impact. It's impossible to know the full ripple effect that one person can have. I mean, look at Commissioner Gordon. All he did was a small, insignificant, seemingly insignificant task. And it gave Bruce so much hope that from that, he became Batman. He went on to pass on that hope. And who knows how many people that he gave hope to were then able to pass that on further and further and further to levels that can't be measured. I mean, look at even Robin. Batman and Robin? Robin was influenced by Batman because of the generosity that Bruce Wayne gave to Robin's orphanage when he was a kid. That impacted Robin. Sometimes we're given the opportunity to be told that, that we made an impact in someone's life, but oftentimes we're not. And I think that's by design. Keeps us from allowing ego to drive those moments of impact. It allows us to be just unconditionally kind without waiting for a thank you. Woo, I needed some of these reminders myself. The next episode is episode 86, Resistance, What's Stopping You? Where I talk about perfectionism, imposter syndrome, fear, and its ugly cousin, procrastination. Here's a little taste of that episode. The things we're avoiding the most are most likely the thing that we need to work on, the thing that's most important. The thing that's going to push the needle the most, the thing that's going to challenge us to push resistance aside and imposter syndrome aside and say, this is good enough. This is my best. 
I'm not going to judge myself and I'm not going to expect that other people are going to be doing the same. I can't control them. All I can control is what I do and I can choose to complete it. So what's stopping you? This imaginary thing that we can't see, this imaginary thing in our head that doesn't care about us, doesn't care about our future and what we do with it or what we don't do with it, yet we're allowing it to dictate our actions? When and where did we give it this power? No resistance. You are not going to stop me from doing what I'm called to do. No resistance. You're not going to stop me from completing something meaningful to me. No resistance. You're not going to tell me that it's not going to be good enough. Ever. Screw you, resistance. The time is now. Check out the rest of episode 86 to hear a story that I experienced with my own resistance, as well as techniques to combat resistance. And I'm going to leave you with one more final bonus episode, episode 77, Your Impact on This World. This is an episode I revisit as a reminder to keep doing what I'm doing, to keep using my voice, to keep speaking up, because you never know who's listening. And I hope it brings you a little inspiration too. So now here we're in 2021 and I get a random message from an old member from that group. I hadn't seen him in years. I I mean, at all. I mean, we're friends on Facebook, but he sent me a message and he said, Hi, Priscilla, it's Oscar. I want to throw out a thanks to you for your speech you did on Operation Underground Railroad in 2018. It was a spark to where I am now in my life. And again, want to thank you for helping me discover my purpose that started that night. What? What? Oh my gosh. When I got that message, I I mean, I was just staring at it and I started crying. Happy tears. I ran upstairs and, you know, my husband saw me crying. So I immediately had to say, no, 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 it's happy tears. Don't worry. And I showed him the message and I had chills all over my body. I have chills all over my body right now just thinking about it. So I spoke to him the next night. My husband and I jumped on a video call with him because he wanted to share what he's been up to. I was like, well, what are you doing? I want to know. I figured maybe he's doing speeches himself and getting out there and getting the word out. I figured maybe he's working at one of their facilities to help with rehabilitation. I don't know. Anything would be amazing. But he answered the phone in a military uniform. It was funny because we answered the call. I'm like, oh, I love your costume. And then I remembered we're not on stage. (laughs) I'm like, sorry, I I like your uniform. Your uniform. I like your uniform. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Anyway, so he proceeded to tell us that that speech that I gave that night sparked something into him to want to go make a difference. So he joined the Navy. The Navy. He's training to be a Navy SEAL to go save the children. So what I couldn't do, what I was like, well, what am I going to do? Little old me. I can't go out and go on operations and do all these things. I'm not trained that way. But what can I do? And I did that. And that caused a trickle effect that can't be measured. A trickle effect of impact. Because one person was listening and decided to do something. The trickle effect that that's going to come, that's going to come from that? Incredible. Now, the interesting thing about impact is that you'll never truly be able to measure it. You'll never be able to measure impact. And 
I got the advantage of Oscar telling me what a difference that my little old speech did. And I'm so grateful that he decided to share that with me. It just makes me want to do more. How many times do we not get that advantage? How many times have we made an impact or said something that really affected someone, that made them think, that maybe changed the course of their journey? Or maybe you played a small part in it, and maybe you don't know, because no one ever told you. Oscar told me that his biggest takeaway, his biggest key takeaway, was to act and speak as if everyone is watching, because they are. You just never know who is watching. Oof! Now, I've heard people say, and I've even said myself, well, well, what am I going to say? Little old me, like, what impact am I going to make? What am I going to talk about? What is that going to do? Well, I tell you this, the example you're making for your children, the example you're making for your spouse, the example you're making for your friends, your relatives, the examples you're setting, the level of your integrity, how you act when something goes wrong, and also how you act when something goes right. And you could either be an example or a warning. An example for what people want to be and want to do, or a warning on actions that should be avoided. So I hope this is an encouragement for you to keep speaking up, to face your fears. If it's speaking, then go face your fears. Had I not faced my fear of public speaking, I wouldn't have been in the opportunity to have the courage to speak up on something that matters so much. And maybe for you, it's not going to be on a stage. Maybe your speaking up will be to one person. Maybe your impact will be to one. Now, everybody wants to save the world, but maybe it's just a matter of everyone just being there for one person, to be an impact for one person. Ronald Reagan said, we can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. Yes, everyone can help someone. I hope you were able to take little bits of each of these episodes and apply them wherever needed. I want to encourage you to share this with others that may need it as well. And I want to encourage you to keep sparking your inner fire. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting this podcast, for being here for the hundredth episode, whether this is your first episode or you've been here since the beginning. Thank you. I'm so very grateful that you've taken time out of your day to listen. And if you've got stories like Oscars where something that someone else said impacted you, I would love to hear about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now go make that impact. Much love. It's Priscilla Pfeiffer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe, leave a comment so I can reach more people like you. And go to sparkyourinnerfire.com. I have a special gift for you. Go check it out.